0: Welcome back to the In the Blues Tone podcast. My name's Shane. This is another in house edition. Today's guest is Penny Bowen. Welcome.
1: Hello.
0: I met Penny maybe around 2010.
1: Yeah, it's been a while.
0: Yeah, I walked into a gig we were doing at the Brunswick Hotel, and I look up, and there's this chick rocking out on an <laughs> acoustic guitar with a great voice playing these chords, and I was like, man, these, this, and you had great groove too. I was like, man, this is, this is awesome. So,
1: oh, you'll make me blush.
0: <laughs> no, it was it was really great. And I remember because I think I was there with, um, might have been Rick at that yeah, time. Yeah, no, I, I we think both that's thought it. the same thing. We we're like, a lot of a lot of funk <laughs> in your playing and and blues and sort of folk. It's a good mix of like all kinds of different music. So yeah, you've definitely got your own sound and you play originals as well, which I do play which originals. is another good thing. <laughs> we need more of that in the world. Not a, not so much of the oh uh, well, the cover band stuff's alright, but.
1: Nothing like a good cover, but yeah. know, originals are the way to go.
0: You're going to start doing Smoke on the Water soon?
1: Oh, I mean, I already do it.
0: <laughs> oh, really? I do
1: not. I, oh. do
0: not. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, that's awesome. You'll have to do a cover <laughs> of that. That'd be great. We'll do a blues slash folk cover <laughs> of uh, Smoke on the Water. But I'll leave all the Penny's links to like Facebook and U- your YouTube channel, yeah. Bandcamp and whatever else in the description if you want to go check it out. But uh, yeah, I thought we'd start with something a little bit fun. I know you've been playing acoustic guitar forever, and you've done the transition over to electric guitar. I did. <laughs> yeah. So, what's that? What inspired that?
1: It's, it feels like it's been quite recent. Um, I think I had an electric guitar, just like one kicking around, and I never really played it. And then I just um, I started to want to write songs that were more for a band and in a bigger setting, and the acoustic cool. guitar just wasn't quite cutting it so I um, decided to play electric guitar <laughs> um, no, without knowing anything about it um, and then the first thing I thought was oh the chords are easier to play but then I need to pe- use a pick because I'm destroying uh, my nails Oh, but, yeah, okay. um, yeah and then I bought my first pedal and then a whole world opened up and <laughs> you know you can't seem to stop after that. I was
0: going to say I remember you sending me, I can't remember if you were texting me or, or sending them through uh, some other form, but you were like, hey, how about this guitar? How about this guitar? When you were like <laughs> yeah. shopping for them, I was like, I oh, was so proud. I was like, yes. <laughs> but then you found out, I guess, that the pedal world was a bit of a black hole, right? Yeah. Or a rabbit hole, I should yeah. say. And yeah, and
1: I just don't really know that much about pedals, so I'm always asking people for advice <laughs> and then, you know, ultimately just buying something that I think sounds all right or looks pretty. But then, um, yes, there's just so many more things to buy. Um, but I'm enjoying all the sounds and things that I'm getting.
0: That sums up every electric guitar player. <laughs> hey, I want that pedal. Why? I don't need it, but it looks pretty. That, <laughs> that's true. how we end up with a, a cupboard full of them in, in about 10 years. So yeah. that process won't stop yes. generally. It's it's pretty awful.
1: Well, you know, I'll just try and rein myself in and do it slowly, I think.
0: Yeah. Did your like technique change much? From going from one to the other or?
1: Yeah, and I think it's still changing a lot. I actually had a really interesting conversation with one of my guitarist friends the other day about how, um, you know, moving from acoustic to electric, I didn't really compensate for it in any way. I just played it like I would an acoustic and then... Sort of that didn't work <laughs> at yeah, yeah. the start, especially because I play a lot of finger-picking things with some percussive noises. And on the yeah. electric guitar, you know, as soon as I plugged in, I was like, wow, that's just really on top of the pickups and, you know, not great.
0: <laughs> yeah, that string noise you get when you hit the pickup or even if a piece of metal hits it or anything, yeah, really clank. Yeah, clank. so I've
1: had to sort of watch myself playing in the mirror a few times and be like, oh, yeah, don't do that. Um, yeah,
0: the hand position thing would probably be the yeah the main change. You could still play a lot of stuff probably finger style though. Yeah, right? yeah, I, yeah. I
1: definitely do just uh, change it. and I've also got a crazy um, crazy guitar that has a swivel pickup so that kind of gets in the way sometimes. <laughs> what do you mean
0: like it actually? Yeah it's from the
1: 1960s and it um, you, can, you can turn it so that it's um, more toppy or more. Oh wow more bassy. is that the one you've got today? It is it is. Oh we're going to check that out that's <laughs> awesome
0: yeah very cool. So in terms of like gigging, have you found that it opens up more opportunities doing electric guitar stuff or or just additional opportunities or is it harder to book a band gig?
1: Um, I think it's very different. So especially moving from solo to a band setting. Like I've played in bands before but I've never been the main uh, booker or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, there's different venues, um, different crowds. Also the band is loud, um, which I really enjoy doing but there's also different vocal fatigue that I, you know, have to think about a little bit more. Like I can't, you know, if I'm just doing acoustic things, I could do, you know, three gigs in, in a row just doing those but then I don't think I can do three like solid swampy rock gigs in a row yeah. <laughs> and still sound okay.
0: Which one do you find more fun?
1: Oh, that's – no, that's too hard. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> there's something –
0: Without ridiculing your band members, of course.
1: <laughs> no, there's something really nice about standing up and playing with a, with a group of people, doing your songs. I think it's really special and I feel quite um, quite lucky to have people who want to play, uh, play with me. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also when I play alone um, – I tend to deviate with my tempo and just general <laughs> chat. So <Yeah. laughs> when I play alone sometimes, you know, I can meander off into my own zone. So I, I like both.
0: I'm not a very I, – I, I'm terrible on my own just playing acoustic guitar. I suck at it. But playing with other people is always – It's even if you're playing the same songs, there can always be a different vibe or a different yeah. mood. Or, yeah,
1: the energy is great yeah. and I'm like my drummer Alex just, you know, he was always doing these intense things and sometimes I look back and I'm like, oh, this is amazing. Is that
0: the guy that does some stand-up playing as well? Um,
1: Yeah, we started off, it was just him and me, so yep. we made it into more of a sort of duo show, so he would be up the front on a stand-up kit.
0: That's cool, I like those kits. Yeah, it was yeah. really
1: good. Um, But then when we got you know other band members, we more pulled back into more of the traditional traditional things so we yep. could have a bigger sound.
0: So you've been gigging for how long now? Like...
1: With the band of just, oh, just me. Oh, just just in general, oh, yeah, hell a long playing. time. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, I did things when I was very young in Ballarat. Oh, not very young, like fifteen or sixteen, and then I moved to Melbourne. I
0: forgot you're a country girl.
1: I know, right? <laughs> it's nice in the country for a while. It's alright. I
0: grew up down the coast, so I get it. It's, it's all good.
1: Um, but yeah, so I, I started. You know, I used to busk at the local markets. Yeah. Um, which is really where I developed my calluses and <laughs> did those things. Cool. Um, and then, yeah, I started gigging when I moved to Melbourne um, after a few years because I studied classical music for a bit, hmm. so guitar and that took a sec- uh, backseat. But then straight after that I started gigging, which is going to sort of show how old I am, But <laughs> maybe so, like 10 years or so.
0: Oh, far out. That's great. So in terms of the Melbourne music scene, what it, what are some of the changes you've seen and – what are they looking for on the most part? Like, I remember when I first started out, it was a lot easier to just book whatever you wanted to book venues, but also to play the music that you wanted to play, as opposed to a lot of, um, you know, the cover band sort of scene that's everywhere now in Melbourne. But yeah, there what, is what quite a that? big
1: cover band scene. Um, I mean. I think it's it's changed. There is like there is a saturation point that, yeah. that is reached. But then that's also why I love Melbourne because there is so much good music. Like if you want to just go and see something new, all you have to do is walk out your door and there is new things. Um, but also that there is a lot of musicians floating around. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I first started I was quite lucky um, to meet some people straight away who sort of uh, let me do gigs and things. Cool. Um, so I didn't have to, um, you know source gigs too quick too much on my own to start with um, and then after that yeah I, I do remember when I started off um, just emailing people and getting um, gigs lots of dive bars that aren't open anymore <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> places yeah. like that there's been such a turnaround of venues yeah
0: they, they do come and go quite often yeah it's, it's surprising like you I remember you we did a gig at a place in uh, Mornington oh, yep. maybe a year ago I think, and it wasn't because of us, but uh, like three weeks later, the place was closed. Yeah. And it was great. Like the place was not, it was it just had people there, but that still wasn't enough to keep it in yeah. business. It, uh, yeah, a lot of places come and go, and the, the Port Brunswick Hotel got I know. Um, flooded and, and destroyed. Then, and
1: But now they're continuing on at, um, what is it? Bombay Rock, and there's also the Bergie Seltzer down the road, which yeah, is. Yeah, okay. But there's, um, I remember Blue Tile Lounge. I used to play at a lot when I. First Sounds started. familiar, but I yeah. Yeah, that's sure. that's definitely closed now. Um, but yeah, no, I think it has changed. I have sort of done different things with with gigs. So um, I used to do a lot by myself, and mm-hmm. then I was in another band, and we actually did a lot of busking, um, which was amazing. And busking, I think, was so big. And now there's no CD sales, so it's. Yeah, not as, not yeah, not absolutely. As and for
0: those who don't know what busking is, it's not a term that is used outside of Australia and England, is it? No, I didn't know that. So <gasps> it's just street performance, basically. So I, wow. I remember seeing you in the city quite yeah. a few times <laughs> yeah. in Burke's, yeah, Burke street, street Mall. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. great, and that's like the prime place. For, it is, it is the for prime doing that place. as well. It's yeah. very cool. In in terms of like original music, do you do you still see quite a lot of that and like the inner city stuff in um, inner city city? Yeah, I do.
1: I do. I think um at venues and things especially. Yeah. Like yeah, that was the
0: word I was looking for. Venues. venues. I couldn't get it out.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean the original music is still really, really going strong. Most cool. of the gigs that I go to are, you know, bands that do original music. Yeah. Um yes.
0: In terms of your like electric guitar setup, what's your what's your go to rig at the moment? What are you using?
1: Um, I've got a a Vox amp that's um the half half solid state, half yeah. um Valve. Yeah. So I'm still not great with all of the that's terms and right. everything. And um, so the main reason I got that was it was super light. I think I asked you for advice on that one yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, just because like I I have some old injuries and I'm not good at carrying heavy things around. So I mainly got that and it's great. It's light. It's like really loud. I think it's got a good sound.
0: That's the that's the best mix of things: <laughs> light and loud. Yeah. Like, yeah. You don't want it heavy and loud.
1: No. No. That's just too intense. Yeah. Um, and then I've got uh, a pedal board, which a friend of mine uh, helped me make. Well, cool. I mean, he really just made it, but I (laughs) there's spray paint and Velcro. um, And I've got, what have I got now? Just um, a delay in my tuner. I bought a phaser and a tremolo, which I think are hilarious. (laughs) I haven't quite managed to work (laughs) them (laughs) in properly. What do you use a phaser for? (laughs) Yeah, I haven't quite worked them into my (laughs) set yet, but they're very fun to play around with.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like when you went and got the pedals, was it something that you thought, oh, I wouldn't mind, I've heard this in a song. That's what I'm, what yeah, I'm kind I of did, going for. Yeah,
1: I did do a lot of listening. Um, I remember the first person I saw sort of when I was aware because, you know, you hear music all the time and you hear it and I didn't – because I wasn't into electric guitars or pedals, I just sort of didn't, you know, think about it. But I remember seeing Lucy Thorne and she okay. had this like nice like wow, wow, wow. and I was like what is what is that and uh, just yeah. asked someone. And that's I – mean, I knew nothing about them. So I kind of listened and then I kept an eye out and then I actually, you know, would unashamedly go and ask people things um, if if I could after gigs, like what are you using? Or or I would just, you know, get really close and have a little look at what was on their pen yeah,
0: That's that rabbit hole. That <laughs> it still happens to me. Like I'm like, oh, what is that? And all of my friends, you know, Dr Rick and the rest of the guys, they're all the same. Like it's this never-ending quest for some sort of sound that yeah. we don't necessarily need but we like yeah. and we'd like to try to approximate it. But, uh Yeah, electric guitar is a whole lot of fun, I think, for that reason. There's Mm. always something. That's the one thing about acoustic guitar for me. Like I like it and I can appreciate great acoustic guitar playing, but I like to hear different sounds over Mm. the course of a gig, especially if it's a long gig. Over a set, it doesn't matter so much for me. But with electric guitar, it's sort of like you can build upon the sound and change it in so many different ways. And I really like that. It might take away from the actual skill. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if you've got a pedal, it does a lot of things for you, like for when I play. But, uh, yeah, I like that big wallless you know, the big Wallace wall sound. sound. Yeah. It, it's fun to listen to and it's fun to, make as well like it's really addictive
1: yeah I can I can see that I think I think I'm a bit I'm still a bit nervous about lots of pedals um <laughs> I think something no one told me is the balance issue that I would have trying to put my pedals on in the middle of songs while oh, you singing. mean just physically standing yes. on oh, okay. Yeah, I wasn't that's... sure if
0: you meant like volume balance no no, oh, no yeah, I yeah. mean like physically
1: <laughs> <laughs> um that was something I was just like, oh, this will be easy, and then I started doing it. And was like, oh no, I need to like look down, but I'm singing, but I can't. And oh, then we might have to angle your board up a little bit. Yes, I have heard that that would be better. Um, but also because I often take my glasses off to play, and then I can't quite see uh, everything clearly. So it's just a bit of hoping for the best <laughs> and stomping around.
0: Do you have them set up in an order that's sort of like, you know, intuitive to some extent, or yes. are they just sort of randomly plonked on the board? I
1: feel like someone told me which order to put okay, them in, okay. and then I just did that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and just haven't questioned it since.
0: So, I remember you were sending me photos of like different guitars. You were at maybe the swap shop here in Melbourne yeah. or something and checking it out. And you bought, I was bought a tokai or something. I bought
1: a red, um, a Bernie. Oh, like, Bernie, that's right, yeah. yeah so, they're the, made in Japan the, as well, yeah, they're the great. Big, the big red one, um, yeah. I loved it, it sounded great, um, but it was more like of a jazz style sort mm-hmm. of one. So when I started playing a bit harder it was not exactly what I needed. Plus it was really heavy. Yeah. Um I don't know. I mean, I I'm not great at playing heavy guitars, but I wanted it so badly. <laughs> yeah, it was cool.
0: That was like a uh, what they call 335, I think. That kind of um a big yeah, Like the BB body. King yeah. size kind of thing. Yeah,
1: and I still really like it, but only to play and sit down. Um it's not for me to stand up and play for, you know, an hour. No, nah, fair maybe.
0: enough. Yeah, the heavier the guitar is, the, the harder it is to want to use it live. Yes. Sitting, I got a, received a guitar recently called an Artist TC59. It was a Telecaster and I thought, oh, this will be all right. It's the heaviest guitar I've ever picked up in my life. I'll show it to you. You'll laugh. Yeah. You'll be like, what? Where did all this weight come from? And there's, I said in the video I made for it, there's no way I'm taking this to a gig because – Sitting down, it's all right. But even after a while, you take it off your leg, you're like, "Oh man, yeah, it's got some weight." What's to going it. on? Yeah. So, what's your main one now? Like,
1: I bought the um, Gaiatone. It's the one. oh, with the, oh the, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah from yeah. the 1960s. Um, it's you know, it's a bit faded. It's got its bits, but uh, it is very light, and yeah. I really liked the kooky sounds that it was making in the shop, so I just bought it.
0: All right. So through the magic of editing, <laughs> <laughs> Let me just take this here we so go. And scratch
1: it up. All no right. worries. Check this out. This is the guy tone. Uh, and it's got this swivel pickup, which, you wow. know, the novelty value is there, but it's really like a bit of a pain, but it's pretty funny. <laughs> um, so I have it there or sometimes, you know, I just put it back in the middle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, that's that's the beauty of that. It, it's sort of like a, it's a, it's a strange instrument. It's like a Strat mixed with a... Uh, what they call like a jazz master. It's got that offset body. It looks good.
1: Yeah, and it's got these little, you know, just a few things. And it's got the. I need to get it um, serviced a little bit because it's got all the original wiring and things. So oh, okay, it needs yeah. Needs a little bit of attention, I think, and probably I'll get these uh, replaced at some point so they're a bit more um, accurate.
0: <laughs> so you got three basically strat, oh, single coil pickups. I, I take it. Do you know if do they buzz at all when you play?
1: don't know
0: okay oh that's all right <laughs> that's all right so you got a solo and rhythm switch so that'd be your pickup selection switches at the yeah. top very cool
1: yeah i also like you know because i just again i'm new to this guitar electric guitar stuff i was really impressed that they write them so you can read them upside down when you're playing
0: yeah beautiful do you mind if i have a quick look
1: yeah go for it so
0: do you know where this is made or anything like that?
1: Um, I feel like I did but I, I, I have a very leaky memory so I'm not quite sure. Maybe – is this a Japanese one too?
0: Yeah, it could be. I think so. Yeah, it's not a brand I'm overly familiar with but, I mean, finding something from the 60s, that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, that's... it
1: was pretty fun. I got that one from um, not the swap shop but yeah. the um, the swap shops, that other one just around – Oh, uh, yeah. Um, what's Found Sound maybe? Yeah, Found yeah. Sound.
0: Yeah, this is this is really cool.
1: Yeah, it was either that one or the one that was like covered in glitter, but I realized I might get sick of that too quickly.
0: This has a bit of a sparkle thing to it, it too. It does,
1: it does. Not too aggressive though, just like.
0: Yeah, if a I find bit. any um, information on it, I'll post it on screen <laughs> or in the description or something. This this is this is great. So yeah, well done. It's in good shape. Like the frets are still nice and yeah yeah. If the tuners need a little bit of a you know, replacing tuners isn't a big deal. So. Man, it's got a nice big neck on it too. Yep. Very cool. I'll suit you. It's nice and funky. Thank you. In terms of upcoming projects, you've already recorded a few albums and EPs and all that kind of stuff? Yeah,
1: just EPs actually. EPs, Um, yeah. I'm hoping to do my first album ever uh, with the Featherheads, the band. Cool. Um, I am writing the songs at the moment but I kind of – You know, when you're doing one thing and that's the thing you're supposed to be doing, I always find I do the other thing. So when I was, you know, just wanting to write acoustic stuff, uh, that's when I was like I need a band because I'm writing all these like heavier things. And now that I'm supposed to be writing heavier things, I've been writing all these like delicate little bits and pieces. I'm like stop that and go, you know.
0: I tell you what, Mark Knopfler writes all of his songs on an acoustic guitar and, you know, he's pretty much got a lot of rock and... Rock and tunes, so yeah, you can translate them over. Yeah, you
1: know. yeah, that's what the, the guys are always telling me. I should just bring whatever I've got to the yeah. band. So yeah, hopefully there'll be an album um, next year. Cool. I don't want to tie myself down to a date. Um, I'm also at the moment going to do a little EP of my acoustic stuff because I've really only got an EP I did a long time ago, and it doesn't have any of the, the things I sort of play now and the style I play oh, now. Okay, so, cool. Um, once Apra return comes in I'll see um
0: do you do like all the production yourself or do you, do you go to, into a studio or um, do you?
1: so the first EP I did I um I had I just went into a studio and got it all done a friend of mine helped me Anna Laverty cool. uh, with that and then um the second the the EP I did with the Featherheads it's actually um was done in an in ...in-house studio that the boys sort of created and built and... Uh, cool. ...you know, we did all that. And then we sent it off to our good friend Wouter who's overseas... Um, ...and he sort of did the mixing and mastering and that kind of stuff
0: Yeah, yeah, well. awesome.
1: Uh, this time round I'm not sure. Um, I think I've done so much home DIY stuff... It's ...it might be nice to just, you know, get someone else to do it. It yeah. might be quicker. Or, you know, just a different experience... Um, but I think like people's home studios these days can sound so good that, yeah. you know, like it's it's possible to do something just amazing. But what else? No, I've been doing a lot of work yeah, on my songwriting. I've been doing more collaborations and things at the moment because cool. I really enjoy, I've realised I really enjoy songwriting. Um, and I mean, I knew that, but I like, in, I enjoy songwriting with other people. So I've done a few sort of. Workshops with friends where we do song challenges and um, I've been to a few um, professional development sort of things. Um, I went to the Melbourne sessions and we did a bit of songwriting. So um, is
0: that the process from like start to end, like lyrics and music or is it just writing lyrics or with or the everything? The, yeah, when you collaborate with people. So,
1: I mean, we do these... I find them really funny, but you do like a 5, 10 or 15 minute thing and you get like a a word from a word generator and then you have to try and write as much of the song as possible in whatever time limit you do and then you have to perform it straight away. Oh, wow. To everyone. Um, Jeez. Yeah, it's good though. You try and get a verse and a chorus at least and um, keep that melody in your mind. And, you know, some of those are are rubbish and you might just keep a few ideas, but I think after you've done like three in a row, it's actually Mm. easier to write songs like real songs after that, because yeah. you just, you know, you've sort of pushed yourself to get that creativity happening. Hmm.
0: In, in terms of your process with songwriting as well, for me, I, I go through these r- really weird, sp- like bursts of creativity where my last album I wrote in two days, mm. and it took two days to track it all. Yep. Um, m- minus we did the drums and that later, but I played to a click track and I got it all pretty much done really quickly, and then nothing since.
1: Yeah. Does that happen to you as well? Yeah, I do get creative bursts. Like the Featherheads EP, I kind of just wrote all of those songs in a giant binge of emotion. Cool. Um, But (laughs) I I sometimes find, and I don't mind it, I'm kind of in that bit at the moment, I find myself resisting songwriting. So I've got little melodies on my phone everywhere, usually when I'm driving. I've got little bits of lyrics. Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, But I find when I songwrite sometimes it's quite an emotional time. Yeah. Yeah. you know, happy or sad or whatever, and it just seems sometimes it just seems to go for for ages. Mm. And if I'm busy, I'm just like I resist and I resist, and you know, we just don't want to get started because it might, you know, you delve straight into there. And I do have work and things, but yeah. um, when as soon as you do start writing a song, sometimes I feel like then the song just you know comes out all at once, um, and then you can hear all the bits in your head that you would like to um, to have people build around it, and then the lyrics just come. Um, cool.
0: Okay. Do you ever do it the opposite way? Oh, so you, okay. You you write more from uh, like after something's either happened or whatever. But do you ever just come up with little bits on guitar? You think? Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay. I'm,
1: a lot of my songs are also really riff based as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, <laughs> those cool
0: chords, man. <laughs> this is, to this day, I don't know these. I don't understand these chords, but I like them. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: mean, they're kind of faking chords. Like I do have a little bit of um a shake in my hand. So oh, okay. I um I do. You know, I do modify the chords to, to be the ones that I can play in them. Oh,
0: maybe that's what it is. Maybe yeah. it's chords I know, but I'm looking at them going, I don't understand this one, <laughs> but it <laughs> sounds great.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I think that's – I've had that a few times, but I'm pretty sure it's just because I'm like, oh, I can't do that. And then I just ah. change or drop a, you know, a third that's unnecessary to well, my ear. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. I'll come up with little little riffs that I really like. Either I do them vocally or on the guitar, and then I'll build a whole song around that if I if I'm liking it.
0: When you were busking in the city too, what what's the response from people? You know, for music being played out in the, in the streets? It's like, great. Like yeah. Melbourne
1: is such a great place um, for music. Like I. It's just amazing. So you're busking around and there's always such a, like usually, I mean sometimes there's not not great days but, um, you know, especially on Burke Street Mall there's just everyone sort of seems like happy to hear you and they'll sit down and listen to you. There's people who you might see who listen to you, you know, like every Tuesday lunchtime that you were there. And, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Cool. Is great.
0: I remember when I worked in the city I used to see a lot of the same um, performers mm-hmm. in maybe not in the same place every day but there was some that always had the Certain areas, um, yes, pretty much. yes most so of so they,
1: they rotate that round. I've sort of haven't been in the um Berk Street Mall buskers thing for for a while now, okay. so I'm not quite sure. There's new rules, but they do. You know, there is the Burke Street Mall. Um, I think you have to hold the bus I don't want to get anything wrong here, but you have to hold.
0: That's <laughs> No one's going to hold it against you. You'll be fine. <laughs> you have
1: to hold the regular busking license for a while, and then you can apply to audition for uh, the Berk Street. Okay. And then they do rotate them, so I think you know you have to attend a maybe it's still Wednesday, yeah, a morning meeting and then, you know, people get assigned
0: yeah. um, places. Uh, funny story. Rick decided he wanted to go busking. So Excellent. we went We went and got our – a doctor, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> he decided he wanted to go do that and I was like, all right, let's do it. It'll be fun, you know, some – we can play out in front of people. So he bought this $800 like Roland um, – Street, P- yeah, Street Cube. Yeah, e- Street <laughs> Cube, EX or XE or whatever it was yeah. called. And it was it was great. Like we had the backing tracks going into it, and we're we'll playing an electric guitar. And I think like a week later, they decided that you weren't allowed to play electric guitar through an amplifier anywhere. Oh, yeah, it's outside so it, of like one area. Yeah,
1: in certain areas, oh. and it's not yeah.
0: So we went once. Oh no, it was fun. <laughs> well, I mean,
1: there's opportunities to busk at lots of places as well. I've done a lot of the markets and, and places like that. Can
0: you play like through an amp there? Or? Yeah. yeah, you can. Yeah, okay. I mean, you'd have well, to you able...
1: have to sort of. Email the organisers and check, check out.
0: Yeah, something. yeah. Oh, we weren't doing it because we wanted. We just wanted to play. It's, yeah, it's you really know, good it to just things. jump
1: up and practice. Um, I actually do a lot of open mics as well um, oh, for yeah. that reason. Um, I really enjoy playing, obviously, but I also to try out new material and just make myself stand up there and do something or try and learn a new cover every week because, yeah. you know, you get stuck in the same things. That you totally.
0: <laughs> I, I'm forcing myself more and more to try new things, whether yeah. it's a new riff to a lyrics I already know or I'm yep. trying, I've got my phone and I've got lyrics for a song I've, I've heard in the car and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to give this a shot. Open mic nights are the best practice in the world.
1: Yeah, I really love them. Yeah,
0: and I, I've been going to jams and all those kind of things for, well, that's what got me into playing in a band was the jam nights. Yep. Like, uh, uh, Did you start with those first or did you? No, no was, I've oh, been
1: quite scared to jam. I think I've told <laughs> you about this before. <laughs> Especially, you
0: you need to only know three chords (laughs) at the jams I go to, so you'll be fine.
1: Especially on guitar because guitar wasn't my first instrument, and (laughs) the theory behind it. I was just
0: imagining. Sorry, I was just imagining you (laughs) pulling the blue spaces there for a moment with the ripping solos. I know. I
1: actually was hoping because you know people develop. The face that they do when <laughs> soloing or playing really heavy, and I was just hoping one would develop naturally for me because I play, you know, in the like the band now. And I I did see some people took some photos, and I was like, you know, I'm like, oh,
0: <laughs> there you go. I got that, you know, the guitar fi- face guitar is part face. of the vibe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the electric guitar jams are still my favorite to just. Practice or try new gear too. That's the other thing. I, every Anytime I get an amp or a, a guitar t- shows up at the house, I'm like, I'll take this out and yeah. give it a shot. It's yeah, it's good to see how things work. And
1: I think I'm, I'm jumping more into jams. I don't usually do them so much on the guitar um, as vocally or on like the corner and things. But okay. I um, I want to be able to jam more on the guitar. I just need to be a bit more confident, I think. But I have been practicing you know, my scales to see if I can solo properly. i tell you what,
0: it would make all the world of difference at the jam I go to if someone like you showed up who can actually sing (laughs) (laughs) other other than Brian. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, it would be be cool. Maybe one day. Your vocal will carry the the vibe, but, (laughs) yeah. And I'm sure you know, like, all the simple blues patterns and stuff, you'd be fine.
1: Sort of, yeah.
0: yeah. Or pick a couple of your own songs and. <laughs> watch everyone I crash like sneak, and burn around sneaking, <laughs> sneaking those ones into
1: sometimes yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, I, that's why um most of the songs I write one of the reasons is they're I keep them simple is for that very reason yeah it's like oh it's only like two chords with a change that goes here and here because then like if you get a different bass player sitting, it's not yeah it's not overly complicated and yeah. it breaks up the blues jams as well that's the other reason I do it is yeah. like you can pick a four chord song as opposed to a Three chord songs. Like, yeah,
1: Ooh. I think yeah, things don't need <laughs> to one be one extra chord. Don't need to be overly complicated. I think I write a mix. Some of my songs are just a bit silly. Like there's, I think because I always do the like I'll do a strange bridge in the middle out of nowhere with a different timing. Um, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, you know, I have actually been experimenting with writing like two chord songs and seeing how you can really like deliver those and like vocally change the things and then change the drum beats and having everything. I've been really enjoying that actually.
0: Yeah, cool. Yeah. I've tried sitting in with a, like original acoustic guitar players before and there's always sections of those songs that does that really just can completely confuse me. Like yeah. especially people who have been just playing on their own for years, they know exactly what they're doing and yeah. there's this interesting chord and it sounds great but yeah. it, as a blues player or a – you know, yeah. basic sort of songwriter in my terms. I don't have any fancy parts in a lot of my songs and it's such a – it these different time signatures that might just pop in. I'm yeah. like,
1: what? <laughs> oh, when it deviates it? from the yeah, one, four, yeah, five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really
0: struggle. <laughs> I really struggle yeah. with that because I, I got asked a solo over a couple of songs and I was like, Man, this is – I had to listen to it again and again and yeah. again to get that sort of different I, – I, it's a good challenge. It
1: really yeah, is. But it is. But also maybe in that situation sometimes, like I know because I have a few people have been jumping up with some of my uh, solo stuff, Yeah. Um, we've sort of just agreed that I'll just loop the f- two first chords of maybe, you know, the chorus for the solo yeah, 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 okay. and then with the nod we'll move on. into the next.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, that, that works. Yeah, it keeps it, it keeps it a bit easier for us. Poor plebs who don't know the
1: No, well, I mean it's not <laughs> plebs. I think it's just it's your um what's the word? Not prerogative. It's um, you know, you if you're a songwriter and you just decide to go off on a tangent that doesn't you I mean, it fits together in your mind, then no one else it's not, you know, you don't need to know what's happening there. Yeah.
0: I think John Lee Hooker was probably the first guy to do that. You know, the the twelve bar blues thing. He'd be doing like a thirteen bar on one oh of them. No, the and an eleven on a neck on the next one. People yeah. would be like What's what? happening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so any time they recorded, I think they must have got the the rhythm parts all done before he yeah. sat down because otherwise he'd, he'd just be like throwing in extra bits and it was cool at the time. Robert Johnson I think did a bit of that yeah. too but that whole extra bar here and there thing, you can get away with it on your own but I yeah. I
1: definitely wrote a song for the band um, that is like that and it's been, it's been a time. So I think <laughs> it's just like a normal verse and then a like – a pre-chorus and then a chorus and then I do half a verse and the chorus, then the pre-chorus and then a bit more verse and, you know, just meanders till the end.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a technical term. I like (laughs) it. Yeah. All right. So this might be a bit of an interesting or weird question but I always wondered this from a guy's perspective who has been trying to book gigs for years and kind of I've basically not given up booking gigs but I only... Play the places like I know I can get a gig now. Yeah. How do you find like being a, a female doing like live music and solo acts and band stuff? Do you find it's? Do you think it might be easier or, or harder to book gigs from I what guess you've seen?
1: Because I, you know, I haven't done it as a man. No, no, no. no yeah. <laughs> but I think because you
0: you gig way more than me was, which is why I was yeah. Why um, I was asking.
1: I think you know. It's – you've got to you've got to just go for it and put yourself out there. I, I'm actually – I joined a bunch of Facebook groups now and cool. so I've gotten a bunch of gigs. Thank you to everyone who's booked us. Um, <laughs> 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 um, just by putting my stuff up on like Melbourne Musicians cool. or people do call-outs for um, support bands. Um, mainly because as we've been doing a lot of writing, I don't want to book like headlining shows more than once every two or three months just, just because we're still working on new mm-hmm. material. But it's definitely um, – you know, sometimes well, venues are very busy. Sometimes you won't get a response. But over the years I've um, sort of talked to a, a sort of bunch of people and I feel like I've learned how to streamline my, um, you know, email that I send so, you know, it doesn't have too much stuff that they don't want to know. It's got all the direct links and maybe, yeah, okay. you know, you don't fill it up with a picture that's going to take ages to load. You just need to have, you know, everything there available so they can quickly click a link and see... You know, and then of course follow up um, and that. But on on the female thing, I'm. I don't know if it's just gotten better. I think you know I'm pretty yep. optimistic that things have gotten um, better. It's definitely a different feel from when I first started. I, I remember a few times, you know, if I when I even two years ago when we started the Featherheads, if we like sort of walked into a venue after booking, you know, they would defer to everyone around me. And so, but oh, okay. but yeah, nowadays, yeah. nowadays I'm not sure if maybe I've just gotten like, you know,
0: you're a rock star now. <laughs> <knows you. laughs> no, no, maybe I've just
1: like you know know how to swell up a bit more as, as myself yeah, yeah. and take charge. Um, but you know, things have things are sort of moving. Hopefully, I feel in the right direction.
0: There's plenty of female artists in Melbourne, right? So it wasn't the point to sort of say, oh, there's not many, or you know, no, no, like there, that. there but is. I, I just wanted to. F- it sounds like more like. You're just extremely organised, <laughs> and you've got a really great process, and you follow it up, you know. And I think that that's probably yeah. it's more about hard work than maybe it being easier or, or yeah, harder. Yeah, I think like, I mean
1: it's hard work. It's hard work to book. You have to yeah. start making you know a rapport and relationship with band bookers. Um, but I still don't feel like you know I, I know some certain people, and I you know jump on other people who know the other people, and yeah. Um, but you know, there's like. I do gig in the same places. Um, I've been trying to. We've been gigging at a few new places, which has been really fun. Cool. Um, we've um, especially band places that I previously, you know, unless I was doing a little support slot, wouldn't have gigged in. Um, so that's been. really Yeah, fun. that
0: the band thing will definitely open up more opportunities at certain certain places. Yes.
1: It. But also the band thing. I just there's so much gear to bring all the time.
0: <laughs> hey, that's part of the fun. <laughs> You can just say, "Hey, my shoulder's
1: hurting. <laughs> Come
0: on, help me in." No, no. Um, as a guitarist, you got your hard case, you got your amps, your pedal board now as well. I know. There's Where'd all the go? things. You <laughs> go. That's <Well>, right <great. laughs>
1: I used to, because um, I was playing horns in a in a in a group oh, from yeah, yeah, Amber right. Isles, and um, and then I played a little bit of keyboard, and I started to think, "Oh, it was so great because I only had to bring like one little horn, and then I was bringing." my French horn and my cornet and then the keyboard and then the keyboard stand and I was like, this is getting to be so many things. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, I went back to just me and then I started with the featherheads and I was like, and now I've got my amp and my pedal board and, um, you know. yeah. I always just bring one guitar but I have been thinking that, you know, it may be time to be bringing two guitars in case I break a string. Yeah, it, a it
0: is easier, especially if you've only got one set. And you don't have time to really
1: restring it. Yeah, do that. I, I always was, have a
0: second one in the car. Yeah, I've or been, in the venue. That's
1: such an, It's an interesting thing because as someone, you know, I was talking to someone like the other day, and they're like, "But now you're aware that you always are dicing with danger by having one guitar, and sometimes no new strings with me." They're like, yeah. "Now is the time that you know you're just going to consistently break strings <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and do that." Has your you guitar
0: time. been pretty reliable so far? Yes. Oh, cool. I want
1: to touch some wood, but I can't.
0: No, yeah, yeah I have got a crappy, <laughs> cheap. Glass desk here,
1: glass but, table. Yeah, my, my housemate actually had a gig last night, and he said, "Could I borrow your acoustic just in case I feel like I might break a string, and I've got no spares?" So then he broke a string on his guitar, and then on my guitar. So. Oh well.
0: Was- wow. Yeah, it also depends on your style too. If you're yeah. more rhythm based, you know, probably going to break a whole lot of strings unless the pick does something really weird. Yeah, or,
1: or just if they're, you know, at the end of their journey, I, you know yeah. take take strings too far.
0: Yeah, or if it's like as cold as it is out here and then you go yeah, in, and yeah. weird stuff can happen. In terms of like your live band performance now, what kind of style is it compared to what you were doing like on acoustic? Is it similar?
1: It's it is similar. So I don't I think actually, I've actually seen you play live
0: <laughs> at, since you've got this new lineup, yeah. so I haven't seen you in ages.
1: Yeah, it's been a well. while. Um I mean, I do take a lot of the songs that I do by myself. So I still do a lot of the Featherhead song just just me. Yeah. Um but with the band they do sound a lot different. Um just like bigger and slightly faster sometimes or slower, awkwardly, but just uh, they're very different. Um, And the sound, I think we were trying to work it out because I feel like genres in music are just this thing everyone wants you to say what genre you are and it's just impossible. So what genre? No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, we were like I guess we're indie rock but we're kind of like swamp rock sometimes, you know, like there's, there's really sort of darker darker songs going in there. And I also went off on a tangent of trying to write those you know, delightful, slightly murdery ballads that that yeah, you do. Yeah, and yeah. Got really into that for a little bit. That's a well. great genre, it murder is. ballads. Murder ballads. I would, you know, love to just be in a band that just did like murder ballads. Not for a long time, but you know, I feel like it would just it would be great <laughs> with all of the pedals. And so, was
0: that like a dark? How would you explain that? Like a, a murder ballad.
1: Murder ballad, just just be a murder ballad band. <laughs> <laughs> All we would do is off into the distance. Um, <laughs> Very but cool. Yeah, no, it's it's different, and I I have been you know trying to push myself with the songwriting. So like one of the songs on the EP, Howling, um, it's about uh, the Russian um, fable of they're kind of like mermaids. So they're okay. called I think they're called Razilkas, and you know they. Mm. were left at the altar or died or in, in waterways and so then they entice, you know, men in and, and like tickle them to death with their <laughs> hair. Um so but, you know, yeah. I, I decided to write a really darker song about that and that sort of influenced a lot of the sound... ...because that's when we were just starting out. Um so, you know, we do play quite funky things as well though. So yeah, it's hard yeah, cool. to it's hard to say the style exactly.
0: Yeah, well, you got some links online for this stuff. Yes. Yeah, well, I'll post everything in the description of the YouTube video. If you're listening just on the audio, it'll be in thebluespodcast.com, and they can click through and check out all that stuff. So, thank you so much for doing this. Can we Oop. do a handshake through <laughs> these mics?
1: Thanks. I appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for and, having me.
0: Hey, no worries. That was great. You're the yeah the first guest other than Rick. Oh, really? In in uh, ever maybe in the house. So I uh, no, I had Dave here actually once as oh, well. They're my other friends. So. Yeah, no, thanks again. And no yeah, this is Penny Bowen and check her out on, on all the links in the description below. Thanks again. Thank you. Cheers.